ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Wednesday, August 22nd edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We got a jam-packed show. Coming up in a few minutes, David Kahn is going to join me from the West Virginia Power. We're going to get caught up on what's happening with the affiliate, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then I've got Tony Kemper coming in studio. Not only is he coming in studio, uh, he's bringing a couple of his staff with him. So we've got that coming up later on this hour. And we'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-420. 8255. So that's what we've got for you today. And already some new hiring going on at Marshall University. More hiring. That's always a good thing. And this time it's softball. Megan Smith, the new coach there, hiring today. Uh, Maddie Hulub. I believe that's how I pronounce her name. I do not have an actual pronunciation guide on that yet for Marshall. So I'm going to go with it until then. And she is um, going to be the pitching coach for the Thundering Herd. She is pretty experienced. Uh, she spent the, fast, the past four seasons as the pitching coach at St. Leo University in St. Leo, Florida, and she worked with the Lions there. That squad went back-to-back in the NCAA Division II postseason as far as making appearances. Uh, they reached the World Series in 2018. The lowest game total that they've won while she was there, 37. That's the lowest game victory total. That's pretty good. You told me that, yeah, 37, that's usually that's a low for us. That's pretty good. You know what else? She knows how to get the best out of her girls because when she was there, Stephanie Atkins won back-to-back Sunshine State Conference Pitcher of the Year honors. Um, this is a this is a, a hire that's going to help pitching immensely, I believe, at Marshall because she had five pitchers in a three-year span make all conference, and the numbers are impressive. So here you go, diversifying that pitching a little bit more because remember, and it worked for Marshall, and it worked for Shonda, but that was Shonda's team. You could just ride a pitcher almost all the way to the conference championship. I think you need more than one person on the mound. I know softball, you can probably get away with one or two, but I like the fact that you've got several to go with. And so that's what we're looking at right now, kind of getting a glimpse of what the softball team is going to be all about. Again, won't know until actual on-the-field action happens. But that's the latest hire today for the Thundering Herd as far as the softball ranks are concerned. Also, Herd cross-country team, the – Rankings are out right now. The men's preseason poll has Marshall sixth in the conference. Uh, the women are selected to be eighth out of 13. So the men are six out of 11. The women are eight out of 13. That's okay. That's not bad. I'll take that. I'll definitely take that right now. Again, we're talking preseason, not the actual order of finish, but we're talking preseason. What else is happening today? Well, we're getting set for high school football and high school sports around here. And 
I don't know if this is really a informational event or this is a, hey, I'm Patrick Morrissey. I'm trying to get my name out there, so I'm going to show up at your high school. Well, maybe not me, but we're going to name your high school the Opioid Abuse Prevention Game of the Week. It could go either way. It could be either, yeah, I'm going to go out there because I'm really concerned about this, or you know what? I'm going out there and putting these things out again because, well, I'm trying to beat Joe Manchin. I think it goes somewhere in the middle. This is a cause of his. He's got to look tough on opioids and at the same time has to um, get his name out there. So the Spring Valley game is the opioid abuse game of the week. And what's going to happen there is um, student-athletes are going to be able to engage with officials, and they're going to have informational booths. They're going to distribute opioid abuse awareness materials. So they've been doing this for about three years now, and it's basically an educational summit, an educational meeting. It's basically get get the info out there. So that's what's happening. So guess what? Wayne Spring Valley, you're the opioid abuse prevention game of the week in the state of West Virginia. Again, I think that's half campaigning. It's half campaigning. It really is. So when we come back here in a few minutes from break, we're going to start with David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. Later on, Tony Kemper is going to join us, and we're going to talk Marshall basketball with him. If we've got time, we'll take your phone calls. We're going to do all of that when we continue after break. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition. Let's bring on the program now for his weekly chat of all things West Virginia Power. He's the voice of the power, David Kahn. And... All right, I, I, want, I want the... Let's just say I don't sugarcoat it. I want the number that it's going to take for the power to get into the playoffs. I want that number. I don't want to know about the division. I just want to know the number because <laughs> we're three. Well, we're three and a half games out with twelve games left. Okay. So you you can kind of do the math on that one with twelve games left. I would say you know like you know obviously twelve and zero is is the goal, but. Uh, I mean, I think you have to at least take get eight wins over your final 12 games to, to have a shot. And this is the second berth because, face it, not winning a regular season title in the second half, not doing it. No, no, that's either Lakewood or Hickory. I mean, Hickory is coming on strong of late, so if Hickory wins that, I mean, that's good night for the power. So we don't want that. No, we don't. But Lakewood is playing Hickory this weekend in a four-game series, so... Lakewood could end that hope for Hickory real quick. Okay, so we know now where the West Virginia Power secondary rooting interest will be. Um, <laughs> yes. How realistic is this? Just uh, all kidding aside, how realistic is this for this Power team to, to get into that at-large spot? You know, I think yesterday was a, a big loss for the team. Uh, the Canapolis swept the doubleheader, and then the Power lost both games. 
or, or the power lost in extra innings to Charleston. I think that is going to hurt a lot down the stretch. Um, you know, it's a game that the power came back in. They were out. They were down two to nothing. They came back and tied it, forced extras, and you know, just things didn't fall our way in extra innings. So, I think yesterday was a, a big hurt. Uh, you know, it's not. I'm not going to say it's out of the question, but I would say that the playoffs are will go trending towards unlikely for the West. Out of it, but trending towards unlikely, I would say, is the accurate way of describing the playoff situation for us right now. How's that crept into the way the team's handling their business? you got to go out there and play no matter what, but still maybe a little pep in their step, thinking, okay, we still have a shot at this, let's go, or are they resigned to the fact that, okay, maybe this isn't in the cards for us? What's the team feel like right now? Well, I think last night shows you that they are very much still, you know, they're still in it. Uh, you know, coming back against a good Charleston pitching team, that they were down two to nothing. They tie it in the ninth inning against the bullpen, and you know, I, I don't think this team is out of it. I don't think they'll be out of it until the standings officially say, "Hey, you're, you know, you're out." This team is a, a hard nosed team. They they want the postseason. They're going to keep trying day in and day out until uh, the standings tell them otherwise. David Cotton's joining us on the program, voice of the West Virginia Power. So what is it that's maybe holding this team back? We we had so much hope for them earlier this year and thought well of their pitching. What is it that's maybe just not going their way? It's just been a few one-run games. I mean, we, we have not had good record in one-run games this year. We're 15-23 and 23 now in those close games. So, you know, you flip that record around and the Power are probably leading the wild card spot right now. So, you know, it's just been those close games and really the low-scoring games late. Uh, the Powers' offense can beat any team in the league. So it's really been dependent on whether their offense shows up on a day-in and day-out basis. And on days when, you know, they're they're shut down by a pitching staff, they become a little bit more beatable. Because even if the pitching staff, which has been very stellar throughout the year, can hold the team to two or three runs, if the Powers' offense doesn't represent themselves, then that kind of hurts a little bit. But... You know, again, this team, as we've talked about many times, Paul, is very, very young. They're adjusting a lot to full-season ball. We've had a lot of new faces join us over the last couple of weeks. And while the team has a lot of potential, it doesn't always translate every day on the field. Voice of the West Virginia Power, David Kahn, with us. And the Power have one more homestand. That's coming up in a week. But right now, on the road, this is the Power's off day. So, Got to go back out there tomorrow, take on Rome, and that's a four-game stand. Then back home for the final time. Um, let's talk about this Rome series first before we get to the home stand. Um, what's the outlook there? Is this, a, is this a team you think the power can maybe get healthy on quickly? They can, and, and it's a team that the power have a little bit of a sour taste in their mouth with as well because Rome had those two walk-off wins last time we were in Rome. And, you know, the power don't take too kindly to being walked off on, walked off on twice in a series. So, uh, you know, West Virginia is going to certainly go in there hungry. And, you know, they know that their backs are against the wall, so they're going to play hungry and play aggressive. And You know, Rome isn't a great hitting team, but they do have a good pitching staff. So, uh, again, it depends on the offense. I think if the offense comes alive all four games, we have a shot at the sweep. But then you got to look at Kannapolis, who's playing a cupcake team in Augusta right now, who has really fallen off the wagon. And uh, they got a five-game series against them. So if the Green Jackets can show up and play quality baseball, maybe the Power have a chance to gain a couple of games back. But, you know, it really all depends on a lot of factors that, unfortunately, the Power don't have complete control over. 
After this, you're back home. We, as we mentioned, final home stand. Hopefully, not the final home stand of the year. There will be a little bit more extended action, but still, you got to get ready for the fact that this might be it for the West Virginia Power, and I'm sure they want to go out on a high note. At the same time, you're hoping at this point you come home, you're playing for something. So, let's talk about this homestand a little bit. What can we expect? I know homestands at the are the final season. I mean, the final regular season homestand always the biggest and best, probably. So, what do you get in store for us? Yeah, I mean, we've got all the weekly promotions that everybody has been loving all year. Family Buck Night on Monday, uh, two for Tuesday on Tuesday on Wednesday. It's our final tent in the park night, and then on Thursday. Of course, your favorite and mine, Thirsty Thursday. But we are adding a little wrinkle to Thirsty Thursday. We're actually calling it Tinder Thirsty Thursday. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. We're still finalizing the details a little bit on what that's going to be. But we are going to have Tinder Thirsty Thursday out of the ballpark. If that entices you, Paul, if that entices anybody else out there, feel free to come on out. It's going to be a great last home game of the season. And we're excited to kind of go out with a bank. So I'm swiping right or left on Thursday. Swipe right. Swipe left. Okay. Swipe right. I don't I don't know if everyone knows what that means, but if they do, then they should be really excited for Thirsty Thursday and Tinder. It, it it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I promise you everyone will want to swipe right, which for those of you who don't use Tinder means approve. So uh, I I promise everyone's gonna want to swipe right on this promotion. It is gonna be it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time. It's going to be fun for all, and uh, we're excited to kind of dole out the details over the next couple of days. Okay, it's fair. It's minor league baseball. you got to come up with promotions. You have to come up with And I think it's at that point where the power feel like they have to come out with something outrageous just because they've done it in the past. Is, is that the feeling here in the promotions room? All right, how absurd can we go? <laughs> I don't know if it's how absurd can we go. We kind of had this idea a couple months ago, and – and there have been some of us that have been flushing it out over the last couple months. And, you know, we've kind of just kind of we've gone back and forth on how crazy can we get. Um, I told everyone, you know, don't worry. I'm sure Paul Swan, once he gets winded, is going to come up with some wild addition to it that we're going to throw in there last second. But, um, you know, we're uh, we, we've settled on some things and, you know, we're going to we're going to have a we're going to have a good time with it. I think we think everyone's going to have a, a very enjoyable time with the promotion itself. I'm going to curious. The baseball team itself, they're there for a very short time. They're hoping that they have a, a successful visit to, to Charleston, to the power, and then move up the organization. But at the same time, they've got to, I guess, be on board with all these things. You ever get from the team just looks like, what are we doing and why are we doing that? Has that ever happened or at least happened with this group at a promotion this year? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does but here's the thing you're never going to get everyone's approval on every promotion so you know you take what you can get and and you go with it because i mean never not everyone's going to be satisfied by every promotion that you have so you know you work with what you got and you see what happens from there well i'm not looking at maybe the okay that's not too i'm just looking at the the player that just drops his jaw like why why are we doing that the that is absurd have you got that kind of reaction or is that a goal to maybe have them look at you like that has got to be absurd? Uh, you know, I mean, you, you can't answer couple, that. You can't answer that, can you? <laughs> no, we will look. We've gotten a couple times where some of the players have come up to us and been like, "Like, what was that?" But 
I mean, hey, some of them have never experienced minor league baseball promotions before. you got to remember, they were in the rookie leagues, but they really don't do promotions that much. So they're still kind of getting adjusted to minor league baseball lifestyle, and once they get it, they get it. It just takes a little bit of time. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm getting at a little bit more. So, yeah, why is yeah. that? Why isn't, um, why isn't promotions as big at the, uh, at the rookie level there? Well, they're still they're just focused more on development. I mean, they're just focused on getting these guys acclimated to playing in professional baseball versus, you know, having them, uh, you know, having them, you know, be around the the true minor league lifestyle because they want these guys to feel comfortable in professional baseball and just for the first couple of years, some of them just really need to focus on refining who they are, focusing on being a professional ball player before they thrust them into the full minor league scene. David Kahn joining us, West Virginia Power. The Power homestand is August 27th through the 30th. It's the last chance to see the Power, but tickets are on sale now for 2019. They are. They are indeed. Season tickets are available. You can go online to our website. All the information is there, and we are very excited about that. Of course, the Mecca game of next year, the All-Star game, going to be at Appalachian Power Park. So we're, you know, absolutely thrilled to start unveiling details for that soon. But if you do purchase a season ticket package with us, that guarantees you a South Atlantic League All-Star Game ticket. 25 games, just $200, 71 games, uh, $450. Um, and that definitely is probably the best value if you go one of those packages because if not, it's just $8 a game. But if you're planning on going to a multitude of games, probably you want to go ahead and jump on one of the bigger packages, right? Absolutely, 100%. It's nearly, if you buy the full season, it is 20% off the normal ticket price. If you were to buy eight, if you were to buy 71 $8 tickets, you're saving more than $200. David Connor, guest, West Virginia Power, the Power trying to stay in that hunt for a playoff position. Spot in the postseason. Well, you guys will be wrapping it up soon. And uh, how tough is it to wrap up a season on the road? Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I've had it happen a couple of times with me. And, uh, I mean, the players, they, they kind of know at that point, hey, the season's done. You know, they, most of them will drive to the final road spot and they'll they'll leave from there. And, and it, I mean, it's, it's tough because you don't like to say bye to these guys. I mean, they've been with, they've been with you all season long. You know, you're, you're very much used to them and uh, you, they're very much used to you. And this is a tight-knit group. So it'll certainly be tough to say goodbye to these guys, but, you know, you wish them all the best, and this will be some some time. Some of these guys we'll see next year. Some of these guys, you know, we probably won't see ever again. But that's the nature of the business. Yeah, Charleston will be the final series. Of course, we've got uh, at least a couple more weeks with you before uh, we know if we're going to be in the postseason or not. So let's hope that uh, we've got a few more weeks of David Kahn. If not, um, it's football season, and those <laughs> those Tulane Green Wave. Yes, yes, the Wave are getting ready. Game week is next week. I am excited. They're playing Wake Forest at Yeoman Stadium in New Orleans. I am uh, I'm beyond stoked. It's going to be a big game, packed house in in uh, on Tulane's campus, and uh, hopefully the uh, the Green Wave come away with a W. Hopefully Marshall opens up their season with a W. Hopefully all the Green teams open up their seasons with a W. How's it work for you? You're, you're going to have send the intern out on the uh, the final series, and then you're going to take care of your business. No, I'm I'm actually not going to be there for game one for Tulane. Okay. Um, I will be letting a substitute take over, and then depending on the playoffs, I I am the powers until the season ends. Uh, that is that is what I've told uh, the folks over at IMG, and they understand that. So, uh, 
I will be with the power as long as needed until the season concludes, and then I will head down to North Carolina to handle my business there. David Connor, guest, West Virginia Power. Good catching up with you. Uh, I got to get into serious mode now again here in a minute. I got more guests. I know. I saw you have you have some serious people coming on. I've got the the studio is going to be full. I'm going to have three people in here, uh, so we're going to jam pack the studio. Oh, where's well, where's my invitation to come into the studio? You're working. You're... I, I'm home now. You want to come? You in the studio? <laughs> Not today. Well, no, obviously not today. Do you want to come? Ne- well, you can't come next week. You're the homestand. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, you can come. You can come do the post mortem if the, if the season's over. You can come that yeah. following week. Okay. <laughs> hey, but I mean, I had to ask for the invitation. So well, I didn't ask because you were busy. <laughs> You're busy. You got to go to Rome tomorrow. Gosh, I'm trying to be a nice guy to you, and here you go. <laughs> yeah, you come to the studio. Bring me my hat too while you're at it. No, you come get your hat. <laughs> I got it for you. Now you have to come get it from me. Oh, revenge for the studio invite being uh, not extended. Okay, all right. Let's see how this is. All right, yeah, da- exactly. David Kahn, West Virginia Power, he might be with us next week. He might not. We'll find out. <laughs> all right. Good luck on the road trip. We'll see talk you to you soon. See you, man. It's David Kahn, a uh, former friend of the program there. Man, this guy's tough. Uh, when we come back, uh, we hope to be loading in the studio uh, Tony Kemper. He's going to be joining us here in a few moments, and uh, he's brought guests. I always like it when they load the studio up. We're going to do that when we continue here on the drive. ninety four point one 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the... Wednesday edition. It's the drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So, basketball's almost here. I saw uh, I saw Coach Kemper on Twitter just getting excited, and I thought, okay, I better get him in here. <laughs> and so here he is. And you've been busy in the off season making hires as well. So you've been you haven't been stopped. You haven't rested. Uh, it's been a busy summer, but a good summer. Um, you know, but yeah, we we are very excited to. Uh, Add the two that are with us today, Adria Crawford and, and Liz Brown. Um, Liz just got here. Uh, lose track of days once we start. I think it's Wednesday today, so she just got here Monday. Uh, Adria's been here for a couple weeks now, and uh, both of them bring a lot of energy to our to our program. They're going to connect really well with the players that we have, and um, you know. So. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot since they're both here. Um, if you would just talk about both of them, as they're not in the room, as if they're not here, and why <laughs> they were a good hire for you. Sure. Um, you know, Adria, I've, I've actually got to know Adria a little bit on the road um, through the years, which is just part of it. You know, during during July, uh, the recruiting calendar is we, we're gone for seven days, two times in a row in July. So, uh, you know, we uh, you end up saddling up next to people and – you can kind of pick their brain and figure out, um, you know, do I think that personality will work well with me? And, and uh, you start to build a Rolodex in your mind of people that you'd like to talk to if if you ever get the chance. And, you know, so that's kind of how Adria and I's relationship started. And, and uh, you know, as I knew I was getting ready to hire somebody, we had a couple more serious talks. And, uh, 
you know, I think she uh, really, for me, it comes down to personality first. And I, I think that, I think in this role that she's in, um, I think we need another person that, that really can talk to a variety of personalities. And I think she can do that. Uh, she's got great recruiting ties to areas that I think we can go get players out of, which is the, you know, she calls it Northern Virginia. Is that right? No, the DMV. The DMV. I call it Washington, D.C. Um, but, uh, you know, so that's a huge plus. She played at Georgetown, very successful at Georgetown. Uh, she can mentor uh, our, our players on the floor as well. So um, that's kind of a quick synopsis of how how I came to think she was the right one. Um, you know, Liz, uh, pretty young coach, but she's got a pretty good resume. Um especially doing the things that we need her to do, which is basically run a lot of the uh, the program, you know, and make sure I'm where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there. And uh, she actually just – she did a good job on her first day because she looked at me and said, it's 5.15, we got to go. And, uh, you know, so – but she's worked with uh, – she's worked for Nancy Lieberman-Klein, which is – that's obviously a huge name in women's basketball. Um, she GA'd at a Division two, which – um, actually is a great place to cut your teeth because there is no – they don't have the rules that we have. Um, you know, so if you GA to Division two, you're going to recruit, you're going to coach, you're going to do all the operation things like what she's doing now for us. So, um, you know, playing career at, at Richmond, she's from Baltimore, so another one that's familiar with, you know, obviously not from exactly this area, but, but pretty much. You know, that's a regional – she has regional ties to here too. So, well, let me ask the ladies who are with us, Adria, Liz. So, yeah, you know, either one of you can start off. Um, what made Marshall a good destination for you? For me, Marshall, uh, just the energy, the camaraderie that you get from being in town. Uh, you hear a lot about it. To be a part of something that everyone around is invested in is probably was the biggest seller for me. I think Tony is a great guy, you know, from what he said in us building our relationship over the past couple of years, being out on the road recruiting. I thought that uh, he was going to move the program in the right direction, and that was something I really wanted to be a part of. I thought it was really exciting and a great opportunity. Let's get Liz in here. So same for you. What was it that about Huntington, maybe Marshall, that made this a good choice for you? Um, for me, on my interview when I got here, I felt at home right away. Um, the coaching staff that was around at the time I was here just made me feel very welcomed. I didn't feel like I needed to walk around on eggshells. I got to meet all the girls, um, great girls. Uh, they accepted me pretty much that first uh, day I was here. Um, and the history behind the school, you know, um, as Adria said, you know, this is a college town. Everyone is invested. Just a whole, you know, all-around family feel. So now you two haven't met that much, so you're trying to get to know each other as well, right? So it's sort of okay. I got to get with my team. I got to get with the new coach. I got to get with the new director of operations. So I'm sure this has been a, a whirlwind the last few days for you, at least for both of you. Definitely, yes. definitely a whirlwind. Um, I think Liz and I. Liz's first night, we rode to Walmart, got a couple of <laughs> things, so we got to bond for a little bit. So we're trying to get it together. As, as best we can, as quickly as possible. 
the coaches already you know where to take them for the food and everything. They know all the destinations. Are that happening yet? Well, we're we're working on that. Okay, that's the important no, things. We we have uh, we've been right next door to Fat Patties there. Okay, is, uh, so they're spoiled already. You know, we've been there. Um, I'm trying to think of the other. We'll, we'll get you know, Coach Malinkovich Lazar. He's a foodie, so I'm a I'm a dad. So a lot of nights, my wife is she's getting. I just put my phone on silent because she's going to text me and tell me where I'm supposed to be soon. Um, so isn't that Liz's job now? Uh, well, she does it until about right now. Okay, you know that it that it flips to her, but um, we'll we'll get them out and, and tell them where the spots are, and and they have the personality; they'll figure it out on their own. So I'm uh, I don't have any. I'm more worried about them in the summer when it was pretty quiet around. There's a lot of action going on, so they'll fit right in. Is this the right time to to put the final pieces on your staff? Semester's beginning. Is this the right time, or would you like to have got this done sooner? Well, I think you, I think the earlier the better. But um, you know, who we hired was more important to me than when we hired. So um, you know, getting it exactly right, I think was was more important to me than hey, let's just let's try to get this done as soon as possible. And um, you know, I'm 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 a young coach as well in my role, and um, I think that. I think that hiring staff, probably for anybody in any business, is one of the one of the uh, I don't know if the right words trickier things or what it is, but um, it, there's definitely a learning curve as you go through it. And, and uh, you know, I think one of my goals was take your time and, and try to figure it out and figure it out right. And, um, we've it, it is important to me to have good people here. Um, that goes for players and that goes for coaches. And I think that uh, while it, I'm sure Liz would tell you she would have liked to have been here a little bit earlier, then, hey, classes start. You need to do X, Y, Z through the alphabet, really, is the list on her desk. But um, she has picked it up right away, and, and Adria has been the same thing. Now, when you hire an assistant coach, are you looking for someone that is similar to you philosophy-wise or – with Adria, were you trying to bring someone in who maybe had some contrasting styles? What were you thinking of when you were trying to bring someone in from the basketball X's and O's standpoint? Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, the answer on that is I probably look at the overall package more than I just look for, you know, do you know how to coach man defense? I think the most most important thing is uh, – how sharp they are, because <laughs> if 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 you're in this business and and she played at a high level, she's she's played a lot of different defenses. She's heard a lot of different voices. Um, you know, she has had to coach in a lot of different voices, and now it's just a matter of and this the timing thing. This is probably where it gets the most tricky. We haven't really had like a month to just sit down and go, okay, this is what I'm thinking about this, this, and this. It's pretty much been okay. Fire, fire, fire! Put them all out. Um, but we're we're kind of getting there, and uh, you know, I guess moving towards okay, this is how we're going to play defense, and this is how we're going to play offense, and right. um, you know, she's going to pick that stuff up. Liz is there. Uh, I don't necessarily. I think if you hire the right people, they'll figure out how you want to coach, how you want them to coach. You know, and that being said, she's going to have her own voice. I'm not worried about that. You know, Coach Liz is going to have her own voice. I'm not worried about that. Um, 
And I think that goes back to when you hire the right personality, it'll that stuff will take care of itself. So I'll start with you, Adria. What is an Adria voice? What does that sound like? Trying to be as patient as possible. I think that's the first the first step is trying to be as patient as possible, trying to meet people where they are, uh, on the court, off the court, trying to see maybe what they're feeling at that moment, and just try to use the right words at the right time to try to get them to do what I need them to do or whatever the goal is at the time. So that's probably the biggest thing, just being patient and trying to understand what their mindset is and try to talk to that mindset. Does it help that you've been really successful as a player, so the players now know that, okay, she knows what she's talking about, and you look at your career stats, they know you could probably still go right now and and show them if you had to a few things? I think... Over the years, that has gotten easier. When I first got into coaching, I was right out of college. I think that they appreciated me, but not as a coach. They were like, oh, you're kind of, we're the same age, but we know you can get a bucket. So they appreciated that. But now I think it's more so basketball-wise, I have a coaching voice, as we kind of talked about. And they're a little more receptive to the coaching aspect. But I do think that they know, like, if they want it, they can get some, get a bucket or two. Same thing. And, of course, you know, you got Liz who, yeah, looking at your stats as well, you can go probably right now still. I mean, your stats are just impressive. I've Let me interrupt. The, I've got the list. I, I was checking to make sure she didn't have any eligibility left on right? the right over here. I was just like, you know, do we have any funny injuries? Do we have any? Because, understand. Uh, as I know, you know, Bill Timpano in our compliance department, he has found a way to get some uh, get some eligibility for women's basketball. So I, I just wanted to touch base and make sure that I had everything covered. <laughs> I so. mean, if I had 645 points sitting next to me and I had some eligibility left, I'd put it in too, right? I just wanted to make sure that that right? wasn't an option. So. 524 rebounds. I've got that here. Uh, 119 blocks. Yes. Uh, you might go help out Dan D'Antoni and the men a little bit as well. <laughs> just, you know, they can borrow you a few times. So. You both statistically can go right now, probably, so that's the fun thing here. But, uh, Liz, you've got a little bit of different experience as well. You've played professionally a little bit, so you've got a different point of view as far as the women's game is concerned. Uh, yes, that's correct. I played in Germany um, in 2015-2016 season. Um, it was very interesting. Uh, it was a great experience, but it was um, playing it. You, you know, you think of basketball and you think of it, you know, it's the same game everywhere. And technically it is, but it's very interesting to see how different it can be um, in a foreign country. Um, Just how they run their offense, how they run their defense, just the mindset of the players. Also, trying to break through a language barrier uh, as you're doing that and getting used to, um, you know, how they play at the same time. It's definitely challenging, but it it was definitely a worthwhile experience. Um, I don't regret it at all. I loved it. Um, and then being able to bring that back here uh, for when I was a GA this past year up at uh, University of New Haven, it just allowed me to make sure that I was communicating with the kids as best I could, knowing that even though there's no language barrier, obviously, um, as Adria kind of touched on earlier, um, I we've all heard you know terms, different terms all the time, and every kid knows it as something different. So trying to figure out the right words that they understand. Um, so that they can figure it out is is a challenge, but it's something that I feel um, being overseas gave me a little bit of an advantage of. 
We've got a full house. We've got Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper. Adria Crawford is with us. Liz Brown, new additions to the staff. We're going to take our final break, come back, and we're going to wrap up the show with these three when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are joined in studio by the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper, also Adria Crawford, who is now part of the staff. She's going to be helping Tony as an assistant coach and the new director of basketball operations. The press release just went out. The ink is still drying on it. Liz Brown, who hit the ground running. What was that like? Have you ever had to hit the ground running like that? Yes. Okay, um, so this is not new to you. No. Uh, I mean, even just being a freshman in college, you got to hit the ground running. and It's a whole new level of play. It's a whole new level of education. Um, so hitting the ground running was nothing new for me. I actually like doing that. I was, I was, uh, I don't like doing nothing for too long. So okay. it was good to come in and get started right away. So behind the scenes, I, what will she be doing that maybe fans don't appreciate? Because as you mentioned she's got a huge checklist. We see the assistant coaches out there with you, so we've got an idea. When you say I'm an assistant coach, you understand that. But what does a director of basketball operations mean at Marshall University? Well, they, I mean. There's a ton of organizational things that that go into, you know, moving a pile of 25 people from here to uh, El Paso, Texas, for instance, and uh, you know, so all all of uh, all of our travel itineraries and the details of all that is going to funnel through her. Where we're going to eat, um, you know, where we're going to stay, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I I'm fortunate because I have a lot of experience in our league, so I pretty much know where I want to stay and where we're going to eat and things like that. But um, once you, you know, once we leave the Henderson Center, there's a lot that's that's on her plate to make sure that it goes smooth. And um, coaches are not a uh, we are not a patient crew as Adria stated earlier um you know and you want that stuff to go well so uh it's it's a lot of uh it's a lot of little behind the scenes things to make sure that um what we need we have and and uh you know schedules um you know go here go there for everybody not just me you know for for 25 people like I said so you know that's uh that's kind of what it is. You know, she's not able to be on the floor. That's part of the NCAA rules. Um, so, um, you know, she does know basketball very well, and I, I like hiring people in that role that do know basketball. Um, but that'll kind of be – that's kind of a side show of what she does. You know, it's all the other stuff. And then you've got, uh, as an assistant coach, you're basically – right there co-captain some instances probably the one that they come to if they're not happy with coach that day so you've got you've got to basically be there for the players when coach says something that they didn't that, agree with that right? never happens paul no that never happens <laughs> no no i'm not naming names <laughs> you've got some characters on your team you know this uh we've we've got really we've got really good young women yeah and they're they're uh they're actually working really hard. Um, you know, I think they're as hungry as as what I am to to move it back. Quite frankly, to what you know, the places we were not that long ago. And and uh, I asked them yesterday in our first team meeting. I mean, who played in the WNIT in this locker room? There's four. I think there was four, right? Four. There's four. There's four girls in there that played in the WNIT. And uh, you know, it hasn't gone as well as we wanted to, kind of since that moment. But 
there's there's winners in there. They, we just got to remind them of that. So that was important. You bring in someone like Adria, who you know, again, uh, you've seen success. Uh, Liz, you've seen success as well. Um, Drea, you've got the honor of being a, a 30 under 30 honoree for women's basketball in 2018. So uh, I'm sure that's a nice, beautiful plaque on your wall somewhere right now. Um, a trophy? It's a certificate. Okay. Certificate. <laughs> in in the midst of my move, I haven't gotten it framed yet. So it's it's kind of – it's on my desk in a nice little section, just trying not to get I gotcha. it wet, you know, until I – figure out that's at the top of my list right now there's a lot of other things before getting that framed but it's a, it's a huge honor it's um you know there's only 30 this is the third year of it and to just be nominated and to be selected is a lot of young coaches out here grinding day in and day out and to pick 30 out of um division one division two II, division three and uh, it's that's just an honor that I got to be selected for that. So you're hiring people. You're looking for. You're really not looking to rebuild the culture because you feel like the culture is is good now. Not to say that it ever was bad, but it feels like it's a culture that. All right, despite the win loss record, we're good. We're moving the right direction. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's right. I think, and I think anybody that um, deals with us on a daily basis uh, know that. You know, we we need a couple things to go our way. I'll tell you that. Last year, um, we had a couple things not go our way. You know, by the end of the year, there was quite a bit of talent that was sitting next to me, not able to play. You know, and and that um, that's not an easy thing to deal with. It's part of it. Um, you know, but I think uh, I think that'll be a big thing. We got to get all the way healthy. Um, you know, and and we've got to. I think our anyone in, that does this, that your chemistry can always be better. And I think our chemistry's got to get, we got to get a little grittier. You know, we got to get a little tougher. And the thing I like is there's, there's young ladies in our locker room who have done that, you know, who have been part of a team who got, you know, the team that played in the WNIT down the stretch, we won four straight games um, basically on the road. We went two Louisiana Tech, one on a buzzer beater, went two Southern Miss, one went directly from there to the conference tournament, beat Florida International, and then beat Western Kentucky, which was probably the best win since I've been at Marshall. And, you know, there is some of those pieces are still here, you know, so they it's in there. They just got to remember how to get it done. Okay, before I let you go, facility, you know, a little upgrade, Henderson Center Big right time. now. How's it looking? I haven't seen anybody uh, leak a photo yet or anything what's up and what's it look like so up until about today there's there was uh it was a lot of uh, infrastructure action um today there's you can see a shell of a pretty nice size scoreboard up there okay. and uh video board sorry um and and that that's going to be big it's going to be a big time uh addition to the game um for fans uh it, obviously any facility upgrades and recruiting is helpful and uh i, I think to watch the direction that Marshall basketball, you know, both us and and Coach D'Antonio, what he's done over the last year, um, it, it's we're moving in the right direction, and it's appreciated. Glad you all could come by. Do it again sometime. We'll get you in the studio. I, I appreciate you having us. It's a pleasure meeting you, Adria and Liz. Thanks for coming in today. Thank, Thank you. you. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, 
I'm your host, Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. Station.